0: Catch the three tailgater show with Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels on Saturday mornings from 10 to noon on 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, hickey New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to all access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com, presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Bicati's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Lifegate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome
1: to another edition of All Access. This is the Wednesday night edition here on 1061. FM Nash Icon, and we're on the web at nashfm106.1.com. You can also access us via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN. She'll be glad to do so. Our tuning app available anywhere in the world If you get to check us out anytime. You can also email me. It's Ken at crescentcitysports.com. Of course, you can always call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. If you'd like to participate and much to talk about, including the Pelicans, we'll get into that later on, which you might can offer. We'll talk with him about the latest on the team and where they're going and what they're doing as they embark on a road trip beginning on Friday. We'll also get into the college news of the day, getting ready for the March Madness, which got underway with the first four last night and continuing on, of course with the regular phase of the tournament beginning tomorrow. Same thing with the women, starting on Friday. We'll get into the Saints uh, momentarily when we're joined by Ron Walker in about two or three minutes. And uh, so much else to get into as well as we have a lot to explore on the show today. And again, it's two six zero one zero six one. That's two six zero one zero six one. if you'd like to join in the conversation. Free agency and all kinds of moves being made. In the NFL today, as you might expect, and we'll get into all the Saints moves in just a moment or two. But having said that, there have been a bunch of moves that have been made today by teams, and people are looking to try to position themselves properly. Von Miller and OJ Howard, both signing with the Buffalo Bills. Players want to go where they have a chance to win, and the Bills obviously are a team that has a great chance to win in the AFC miles Jack apparently heading to the Pittsburgh Steelers after being let go by the Jaguars two years 16 million looks like the deal there. fullback Jacob Johnson agreeing to a deal with the Raiders as well. Jarvis Landry rumored to have some level of interest in the Saints visiting the Atlanta Falcons. Darius Smith signing a new deal with the Baltimore Ravens, formerly the Packers, of course. So he moves on as well. And apparently the Tennessee Titans are going to release Julio Jones. That's being reported by three or four different entities today. Interesting post by Baker Mayfield. Sounds like a goodbye to Cleveland, even though he's still part of their team and nothing has happened there yet. Obviously, the Browns have expressed interest in Deshaun Watson, and nothing has happened there yet. We'll wait and see what transpires, and we'll talk about that here very shortly. And the Jets are giving Joe Flacco a one-year $3.5 million deal along with incentives. So he goes there. Chandler Jones reaches agreement with the Raiders. Former Chargers linebacker Eugene Nwasu agrees to a deal with the Seattle Seahawks. So Those are some of the moves that have taken place today as free agency is continuing with a lot of guys being on the move. And that's where we're at as we speak with regard to the NFL. Of course, the Saints, uh, everybody watching the quarterback situation, we'll find out about that soon, I would assume. Joining us now to talk about the Saints for a few minutes. We appreciate his time given the fact that he's quite busy and on this as well. The gentleman that does a great job is the primary sports columnist and, of course, editor for The Advocate, NOAA.com, Rod Walker. Rod, listen, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. I know you're busy.
2: Yeah, can I appreciate it, man. No problem. You know, I, whenever I can, I'm always willing to come on, so I appreciate you inviting <laughs> me on to talk some well, things to football.
1: It, it, it's a pleasure. And, you know, I I wrote a column at CrescentCitySports.com. This whole scenario with Deshaun Watson, I mean, it opened so many doors, uh, both positive and negative, that – uh, it's just spurred incredible debate, and it's understandable. And it's a very strange dynamic because, you know, what I wrote about was obviously the players, and Deshaun Watson is clearly a, a better football player than Jameis Winston, in my opinion. Uh, and clearly when he's, he's on the field, he's a top 10, if not top 5 guy in the league, and he's younger. Uh, that's why the Saints would have so much interest in him. And prior to this whole situation that existed in Houston – he had been nothing but the most positive guy imaginable. Davos Swinney loved the guy. All you heard from Clemson were the greatest things. Sean Payton said some really good things about him coming out. And then, of course, he played extremely well in Houston. And, and then all the, the accusations came out. And, and then he's cleared by grand jury. And now he's facing civil suits. So it's a difficult circumstance. But you know, second chances are important. Jameis Winston certainly got second, if not third, chances in his life. And he, he seems to be pretty well-liked by Saints fans. Uh, how much of a risk, in your mind, is this for the Saints to take on With, if they make this deal? First of all, from a football perspective, with the investment you have to make. But secondly, from a personal investment, from the standpoint of how fans might react to it.
2: Um, well, you know, on, on the football side, Ken, I think, um, I mean, you just mentioned how good of a player um, Deshaun is. I mean, obviously, the Saints are going to have to give up some draft picks and you know, probably some... Probably a starter or two, but I think Deshaun is so talented that man. If it was, if he didn't have any, if there was no baggage with this, and it was just him, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. You have to do it because he is that talented, and he sets you up for. I mean, not just this year, but I mean, this is a guy that's 26 years old. I mean, he sets mm-hmm. you up for the next 10 years, probably. You know, I mean, he he's that kind of a player, a game changer. Um, I think you add him to this team right now as is. I mean, I think the Saints are. Probably the favorite in the NFC, if not the favorite. They're like, you know, top two or three teams. I mean, that's how good um, Deshaun is. So, um there's that side of it. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a divided fan base if the Saints get him. I mean, I <laughs> I did a little non-scientific poll on Twitter the other day, which he got like 900-some votes on it. But, I mean, it was uh, – I think that was like, uh, yeah, we want him as a quarterback, and 47% saying, no, we don't want him. So, I mean, that's about as (laughs) – I mean, it wasn't quite 50-50, but it was pretty darn close to it. So um, that tells you that there are some people that, you know, aren't going to be happy. And, I mean, you know, you'll see it and it'll be um, a lot of people, a lot of talk around town if if they make this move. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to just see. And, you know, when we say that, I mean – Fans will be like that, and winning tends to cure all of that. And you know, if the team starts yep. winning and gets on a roll, I mean, the fans who were so against it right now will all of a sudden flip. So, I mean, it just kind of... I mean, we've <laughs> you've been around sports long enough to know that <laughs> winning cures it all. So,
1: yep, I wrote that too. I think that's obvious. Okay, that if, you know, once you get once you get somebody, regardless of how some people may have felt initially, if if the winning follows, then you kind of turn the tie with. With many of those people, you're not going to change everyone's mind. Obviously, right but, right? but with regard to, to, you know, Deshaun Watson, again, he is, he's not a criminal. He's not been charged with anything. Right. There are civil suits to follow, and and I equated that to Jameis Winston because, by all accounts, and you've been around this, Jameis Winston's a different guy. He's a likable guy. He's a leader on a football team. He's well liked by teammates. He's married with a son. He's changed. This isn't the same guy that was at Florida State back in the 2012-2015 realm and even not the same guy that was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because if you want to hold on to that and judge him for those things, then obviously you'd be convicting him too.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, players Not pl- – I'm saying players, but people in general need second chances. I mean, throw out Ben Roethlisberger in that list. You know what I mean? Guys, yeah. you know, have – they – they're young. They do things that are not smart, and they learn from them. And they, you, you hope they learn from them, and you hope you know they get better and become better people. And you know, I, I had a chance to meet Deshaun, like twice. Actually, both times he was in New Orleans for the Manning Award. Yep. And I mean, yes. I mean, this was like the most. <laughs> he's the kind of guy that you know. Like people always say I'm, he's the kind of guy you want to marry your daughter. That's yes. How he came across. I mean, he was just exactly. You know, just yeah. a model guy. And, so you know, so even when the th- when the stuff first came out, I mean, I was a little, little surprised to even hear. So um, uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, hopefully he's learned from whatever he's gone through and wherever he ends up, even if he's not in the Orleans, you know, you want to see people learn from their mistakes and and move on.
1: Yeah, and make no mistake about it, uh, neither one of us are condoning sexual assault. To the contrary, uh, there's no tolerance for that whatsoever, and. We don't know and, and people are quick to judge and we don't know. And the bottom line is until such time that it's completely revealed, then you can't pass judgment. We do know that criminally nothing's happening. And they moved on from that. Now it's all about the civil suits and we'll see what happens. But you're right about Watson. I met him too and I, I, he just struck you with his his positivity, uh, you know, the how, how nice he was. Easy going, yeah. we, all know he, we all know he's a, He's a strong Christian guy, you know, a Southern Baptist guy who clearly embraces that. Uh, but again we have to be careful never to put people on pedestals because right, yeah. they'll let they let yeah. you down. And then yeah. of course you, actually, you, know,
2: that. Can, you know you know you go back to that Manning Well, he almost came across as like a, a mama's boy. I mean, he was really close to his mom
3: and yes. I just remember
2: that from that from the ceremony. I can't remember if she came to the second oh. one, but I know she was at the first one and I can just mm-hmm. tell that he was a guy that was, I mean, he's raised in Georgia. But you could just tell that his mom was, that he had, like, the utmost respect for her, and she just raised him really, you know, she did, like, a really good job with him. And um, so, I mean, just to see that, you know, it just kind of, to me, that showed me a lot about who he who he was at the time. And, again, you know, people, you know, they make it to the league and money and fame and, you know, you can get calls and all that and change. But I'm just kind of going back to his upbringing. I mean, I thought he was just a really mm-hmm. upstanding guy.
1: Well, the other Thought about Watson is that you'd be getting him at a similar place and time and career than when you got Drew Brees. You're getting a guy in the 26-year-old range uh, that you know that is going to have, as you mentioned, a decade ahead of him of a very high level at the most important position on a team, and I think that can't be ignored either. You know, they got Brees at that time. Uh, they got fortunate with the injury. He turned out to be fine, and obviously became one of the best quarterbacks. In league history, Deshaun Watson has has the kind of ability to be that guy for 10 years. And you solved that problem long term. And this isn't an indictment of Jameis Winston. I've I've been quick to say that over and over again. If the Saints ended up going with Jameis Winston, who, by the way, became a free agent today, uh, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Uh, The guy I thought distinguished himself, uh, not splendidly, but solidly last year. He didn't turn the ball over. Through touchdowns, the percentage wasn't what you wanted, but they could win football games with him uh, by playing it somewhat close to the vest and playing good defense. I think you saw that. And yeah. they were better better with him than they were without him. So if that ended up being the verdict, at least short term, I'd be all in on that too.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a, <laughs> it's a pretty good um, plan B to have if, if Jameis is your your fallback plan if this uh, Deshaun thing doesn't come through. And I thought—I mean, I think Jameis has proven that he's a, you know, a legitimate starter in this league. And he's a, you know, obviously he's a guy that, you know, we haven't heard much yet, and I'm sure we probably will over the next day or so if, you know, just what kind of money people are throwing at Jameis because he's a guy that, you know, you put him on a team like this, well, the Steelers just got a quarterback. But I'm sure Seattle or the Colts might yeah. be interested in a guy like Jameis. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, he, if he's not <laughs> disappointed by the Saints' uh, pursuit of Deshaun and if he wants to be here, I mean, I think he's a guy that he's proven that he can win here. And, and this is the Saints' defense. I mean, we talk about it all the time. I mean, I don't know if – I mean, Jameis is definitely good enough to get this team in the playoffs. Uh, I think the difference between Jameis and Deshaun is uh, I think Deshaun's a guy that, again, I think he makes his team a, a Super Bowl contender immediately. And I think that's kind yep. of the biggest difference. I think Jameis does – with James, I think they're a playoff team, and you know, they might make, make a run in the playoffs, the defense is that they could, but I just think Deshaun gives you that extra element that you know, it's a quarterback driven league, and he's definitely one of the elite ones in the league.
1: Totally agree. What struck me about him number one, is accuracy is last year in 2020, he completed over 70 percent of his passes. In addition to that, he wasn't dinking and dunking, he led the NFL in yards for completion. So to me, uh, that speaks volumes. And of course, he passed the eye test. Watched him play many times, and this guy can make That's every right. throw. He's not going to um, run like some guys, but he can. But he can extend plays, though.
2: Yeah, he definitely can. I mean, he was here. I can't remember. What, I think that was, I think that was eighteen. Whatever year it was, and they played the Saints in the season opener. And he threw for three touchdowns and was threw for season opener yards. Yeah. Ran for a touchdown, and I mean, Texans probably should have won that game. But I, you know, we will let kick the. the 50-yard yep. field goal or something to win it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was James. That was, I keep saying James. That was DeSean's, uh you know, only game playing in the Superdome. He looked really good that particular night. And, um, again, that was earlier in his career. So, Well,
1: the Saints obviously have to be all in on this situation. They have to be sold on the young man to be trying to do this. And, you know, the critics are going to be there regardless. And only time will tell if it would turn out to be the right thing. If, in fact – they land him, and I'm sure we'll find out pretty soon. Uh, but I guess the other question would be, is there a concern about you know, the character of the team? We go back to that 2014 through 2016 realm when the Saints were in mediocrity, and they had some serious character issues. They made some bad free agent decisions, and Sean Payton talked about that frequently and about ridding this organization of those type of players, which they did. Well, now you've got an albatross hanging over you with Camara. In his off season situation. You got Marcus May coming here off of a DUI arrest and he's he could get disciplined too. And now you're talking about Deshaun Watson and we all know that regardless of what happens in the criminal case, there's still the possibility of a suspension there. Is there a legitimate concern about the whole character issue with this team again? I
2: think that as far as the suspension, I mean obviously those could definitely play their you know, take a toll on his team this season if if Deshaun or Alvin or Marcus may get suspensions, but I think as far as character, I man, I think I still think this team has enough guys in the locker room that Demario Davis is, and um, you know Solomon Malcolm's still here, and Cam Jordan. I think they have enough leadership in this team to 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 keep things like it was. I mean, I think this team they know what it takes, and uh, uh, so I think those guys can keep it, you know, keep things afloat and. Uh, you know, you hopefully that doesn't, I mean, you hope all these distractions don't come in. And because and, you do have a new coach now, so I mean, you don't know how, you know, how Dennis Allen is going to um, get these guys to respond. But I mean, I do think they have enough leadership where they'll be fine. But, you know, that, that's definitely something we'll have to keep an eye on this year.
1: A couple more moments. Because it could, easy, it could
2: easily go the other direction, you know, really quick. It yep. didn't take much to, to make something go the other direction.
1: No question. Uh, With regard to the free agent situation, are you surprised that Marcus Williams is gone? I mean, we look back at last year with all the moves that had to be made because of the extraneous cap issues. And they they pretty much opted for Marcus Williams by tagging him over Trey Hendrickson, who departed and, of course, had an even better year with Cincinnati. was fantastic for them. And I know they made the decision because they felt like they were better stocked at defensive end. Than they were at that free safety spot, and yet a year later, you move on from Marcus Williams. And so, did that surprise you at all, or did you just feel like it was inevitable with the price?
2: No, I thought it was inevitable. In fact, I was on a, another radio show uh, one day late last week, and they asked about Marcus Williams, and I just thought it was that he was definitely gone. I just thought he had, you know, priced himself out of New Orleans, and you know, some. Of, I can't remember which, uh, um, free agency tracker I was looking at, but they had Marcus like the third best free agent on the market, regardless of position. And I just thought, uh, um, about his time here was, it he was done, man. And he, you know, he was really solid. Uh, um, you know, obviously he had a couple of plays that people can always remember about him, but for the most part, he was a really, you know, really good safety that, you know, they're going to miss him and he's going to, I think he's going to do really, uh, well in Baltimore. Uh, I'm glad to see him get, you know, get paid, this big paycheck that he's getting. But, yeah, I thought he was, I thought had just kind of price himself out of here.
1: And that, of course, leads to Teron Armstead because he's, he's listed at number one by pretty much all these services in terms of the top guy out there. You see any path whatsoever that he can stay in New Orleans?
2: That's a tough one to me just because, you know, he's a guy that's been here so long. And sometimes these guys, you know, New Orleans is a place that you stick around long enough, you really like it, and you – you know you you wanna stay, but man, you're talking about a guy um that's gonna make a lot of money and who plays a position that's coveted um I think it'll be, I think whatever Teron is offered man, it's gonna be hard for him to turn that down as well, so it's gonna be pretty tough and you know you take Teron off of this team, and i mean we, and we saw the offensive line was last season when he was out, and uh, he's a really key piece to all of it, and you know there have been some reports that. Teron's decision is going to be a little based on this Deshaun decision. So I don't know how true that is, but you know, if, if you lose Teron, it's definitely not good for this team, regardless of who the quarterback is.
1: Well, I mean, if that's true and Teron has bought into Watson, well, that, that would be another reason to try to make a move like that, obviously, because Armstead's one of the most likable and respected people in that locker room. Uh, the only thing about Teron is getting on the field enough, right? So right. it's simply, simply a matter of Everyone likes and respects him. Everyone, and uh, and obviously he's a really good player if he's around. And the Saints are going to have to give up not just probably multiple number ones, but some other assets to be able to make this deal. And wouldn't shock me if a player was involved in that as well. But remains to be seen. I guess uh, now we just sit and wait, right? I mean, there's nothing else, nothing else to do here. We're going to probably find something out pretty quickly, I would imagine. Yeah, you
2: know, I've been. I think I've been waiting since. <laughs> Uh, it seems like the, the past seven to eight hours, just kind of, I get these alerts, and, you know, every time one goes off, I'm thinking that's it. And haven't left home all day just because you just don't know when the news is going to break. But, yeah, I expect we'd hear something here soon. Uh, there were reports, I think, that the Falcons may have talked to Sean today. And, um, you know, yep. uh, i thinking that's maybe the last team, but. You know, if the Falcons able to pull it off, man, you'd have to <laughs> give some kudos to Terry Pottenau, who was here, for, mm-hmm. for kind of coming in at the last minute and being able to close the deal if, if they're the team that gets them. But as far as we know, it's down to Saints, Browns, Falcons, and Panthers. So um everybody, each one of those teams, I think, kind of brings a something different as far as what it brings to the table for, for Deshaun and for the Texans. So um it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's the last thing I'll mention. I'll let you get away. That's another reason, uh, if you were thinking uh, in the affirmative, that you would try to get Watson is because you obviously want to keep him away from your division rivals. When right. your prime comp- when your prime competition for a player happens to be two of your division rivals, uh, we saw that with Sean Payton trying to keep people away from Carolina. That would be another reason to try to do this.
2: Yeah, they're going to have to. You know, it's, it's funny if Tom Brady did not come back you probably got the Buccaneers in the mix for this as well. So, um, but obviously Tom Brady comes back and um, so the Bucks are pretty solid at quarterback, but yeah, it's, I, I think that's why the, all three of these teams are so, um, so hard, you know, trying so hard to get this deal done because they don't want to have to, I mean, no team wants to face Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady. That's, you know, that's just, you don't want to play, play those, those two guys, you know, four times a season if you're in that division. So, uh, yeah, that's, that definitely um, drove the stakes up higher on this, on this deal.
1: No doubt. He's Rod Walker of The Advocate. You can follow him on Twitter at Rod Walker Nola. And read his outstanding work every day. Rod, I'll let you get back to your, to your right. watch there, okay? And appreciate okay, thanks, the time man. as always. Okay, Rod. Right. Thank you. Right, That's Rod Walker of The Advocate. Well, again, we would expect to hear a decision on this pretty soon. I mean, I don't think that there's any doubt that there's going to be a decision rendered. We expected it this evening, which is right. Rob was on alert, and I think it's probably still possible that we're going to find out something, that the free agency is, is here. And I think the biggest thing here is simply that Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause. If he doesn't want to go somewhere in particular, then he can say no. Now, if he's spoken to these four teams, you would think that he has the interest of going to any of those four teams. On the other hand, if he prefers one over another and one wants to make the trade and they offer the good deal, he can always nix that and dictate. He really holds the cards here. And because he's such a talented player, that supersedes the -the off-the-field concerns at this point, in terms of him having a job and having a chance to, to play in the NFL and play successfully. Again, I'm not a prognosticator. I don't know what's going to happen down the road with these civil suits. and I don't know if all 22 are going to take place, if a portion of those are going to take place, most or few. I don't know. Something's going to occur there. I know he's testified yesterday, so he was willing to do that. And then we'll see... What comes of it? And again, I don't belittle any of this in any way, shape, or form. As I've said continuously, there's no tolerance for sexual assault, zero, under any circumstances. And that's an absolute disqualifier, if in fact it is fact. But again, do we know that? No, we don't. And will we know that? Well, you hope you will. We just know criminally that's not the case. And therefore, the saints have looked at this, done due diligence. You can rest assured that that due diligence has come from the top of the organization, from the owner, who is a female, to the team president, to the general manager, to the coach, and others too. Can you be blinded by talent to ignore other things? I think that's true, but at the same time, you understand the risks and what you're getting into. And if they feel like it's a move that they can make and should make, uh, then you have to trust the process to see what transpires and of course as I mentioned we'll find out soon enough 260-1061 that's 504-260-1061 we'll take a time out and transition to the Pelicans. Jim Hoffer, Pelicans writer will join us next here on All Access for a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan all 101, 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com
4: When it comes to all the country, New Orleans comes to 106.1 Nash Icon. It's another Nash Night Out with Chris Stapleton. Get tickets every day while you work with Scott Innes. It's a Nash Night Out with Chris Stapleton. At the Smoothie King Center this October, tickets every day. Only from New Orleans country giant, 1061 Nash Icon.
0: Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The all Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day
5: celebrate Fish Fish Fry Fry Fridays each week during during Lent. Lent. Restaurants across the New Orleans region are featuring seafood entrees to benefit Hospitality Cares, a partnership from the Louisiana Hospitality Foundation and United Way of Southeast Louisiana. Fish Fry Fridays features an array of Lenten seafood specials and raises funds to help hospitality workers. Sponsored by the New Orleans Fish House and Tabasco brand. Go online at fishfryfridays.org to see participating restaurants and their featured specials. That's fishfryfridays.org. Vicks
4: Nyquil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this Nyquil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold medicine. Uses directed. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books?
5: Ah! This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. <laughs>
6: it really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay
5: for what you need.
0: Liberty, 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 Liberty.
6: Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Babbel. In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel teaches you conversations that you will actually use. With 14 languages and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B A B B E L dot com. Susan, I'm sorry, I'm Emily. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. The prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually? add up to anything? I'll make $200 to $300 this year. Wow! That's serious extra cash! I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now.
4: Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to $0.25 a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to $0.50 a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to $0.50 a a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME.
1: Contractors, time of the runaround when you need an insurance quote. At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or Dave Me
5: at
4: imsagency.com.
5: This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo.
4: I feel like I'm being haunted by a pair of headphones. Everywhere I go is a creepy ad for headphones I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I downloaded DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
1: Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The Pelicans started fast, but the suns were simply too good. The 131-115 over in New Orleans last night. All Southland shooting guard Derek St. of UNO named first-team all-district by the National Basketball Coaches Association. Saints free safety Marcus Williams gone to the Ravens. Five years, $70 million. The Saints get two compensatory picks, number 98 and 101 overall in the third round for the upcoming draft. And the Saints acted quickly with the reports stating they've signed Marcus May as safety to replace Williams. He's a veteran. And New Orleans has agreed to a contract extension with quarterback Bradley Kobe. The Saints have converted over $8 of Marcus Davenport's base salary into a signing bonus to get under the salary cap. And the Saints have officially hired Bob McNell as senior offensive assistant, Matt Clapp as strength coach, and Sterling Moore as a defensive assistant. College baseball southeast to Louisiana shock number two Ole Miss 5-1, number 16 LSU over Tulane 7-5, Loyola Southwest winning 9-3 and losing 5-4, and defending national champ LSU Unis number one in the junior college Division two poll. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan.
5: Traffic is brought to you by D.A. Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. D.A. Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call D.A. now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com.
0: Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of crescentcitysports.com and all access on 1061-NASH-ICON and at nashfm1061.com. Call 504-260-1061.
1: Well, the New Orleans Pelicans now hit the road for a three-game road trip off of their loss to Phoenix last night. First up, it's at San Antonio. Tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow night, but Friday night, a game that bears importance. Obviously, two games left with the Spurs, two games left with the Blazers. Those are teams pursuing New Orleans for that 10th and final play-in spot, so they will be important, including this game at San Antonio. Right now the Spurs find themselves a game and a half behind New Orleans for that 10th spot. Joining us now to talk about the Pelicans, the outstanding writer for the Pelicans is Jim Eichenhofer. Jim, always a pleasure. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, Ken. Always good talking to you. Thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure. I guess the, the question most people would have first and foremost is, when are we going to see Brandon Ingram? Is it going to be on this road trip?
3: I hope so, but I mean, I really don't know. I mean, when they ruled that he was going to be evaluated in seven to ten days, I think we're coming up on that. Um, hopefully tomorrow we'll hear something in terms of what his situation is right now. But um, I really, really can't tell you whether he's going to be back on this road trip or not. I mean, the way that they played this season without him, unfortunately, um, has not been good, so want to see him back as soon as he possibly can be on the court and be healthy
1: yeah the record speaks for itself i mean it's just awful uh, without him and of course the other question about williamson is are we going to see him this year i mean the the countdown is on i mean when you look at what's left i mean we're only talking about 13 more games so uh, it's getting narrower and narrower for that window not to close what's your best guess about that
3: yeah, I mean, I hope that he's able to play before the regular season's over, but I, I don't feel confident in that. I mean, just be based on the fact that you know he's got to he'd have to get back into you know five on five before he'd be able to to play in a game, and he'd have to get some practices in some kind of full scale stuff. So um, obviously, you don't want to try to work him in during the playing tournament or during the hopefully the team makes the playoffs, but you don't want him to be for that to be when he starts playing. So, like you said, I mean you are starting to get down to where he's going to have to make some progress real soon. There's only basically three and a half weeks left in the regular season. So um, if he's not able to be cleared soon, I, I couldn't be optimistic that we're going to see him on the court for games.
1: Nice to see Trey Murphy starting to emerge a little bit, getting minutes. Of course, guys missing has been part of it, but the fact of the matter is, when you get an opportunity, you've got to show what you're capable of doing, and you know, after being up and down with the, the G League Birmingham team, he's he started to show a little bit. He's broken out a little bit, and all it takes is making a shot to give a player like that confidence, because for him, it's all about shot making.
3: Yeah, he had 32 points in the game against Charlotte, which is great to see him have a game like that where he breaks out the way that he did. I feel like Everybody going back to last summer, when the way he played in summer league and the way he played in the preseason even, was really confident in him that he could have games like that. Unfortunately, he's gone through what a lot of rookies deal with, where he's been inconsistent, and because of that, um, his playing time kind of dried up. So you never want to see injuries, but it's another case, I think, where if there is a silver lining to some guys being out, he's getting a chance to play that he otherwise wouldn't have gotten. So hopefully, you know, with him being in the rotation the last few games, hopefully he'll be able to carry this through to the rest of the or to, through the end of the regular season and then hopefully in some fashion New Orleans will be in the postseason. He'll be able to take this and build build upon it and then go into next summer and be a lot better off than he would have been if he hadn't gotten a, a chance to play in some of these games that have been that are really important in terms of the outlook of the team, you know, continuing their season past game eighty two of regular season.
1: By all accounts, Jonas Valanciunas has been even better than anticipated. I think people knew they were getting a a solid player, and upgrade over Steven Adams because of his ability offensively. But the way he's produced on a night-in, night-out basis, I mean, this is is all you could have hoped for and then some, right?
3: Yeah, he's definitely surpassed my expectations, which were pretty high. Um, I think the value of adding him... I mean, you can see it every game. You can see it throughout the, re- the entire season, and inc- including lately. But in some ways, I think the the pickup that they made of him really showed its value earlier in the year when, you know, there were, there were stretches where – earlier stretches where Brandon Ingram was out and before they traded for C.J. McCollum. So uh, there were a lot of instances, a lot of games, where Jonas had to carry a huge scoring load, and he was able to do that pretty consistently. Um, he's been – just productive all year with his scoring and his rebounding. And I think if they hadn't picked him up, you know, they would be probably you know, almost definitely in a in a worse position right now in terms of they did, you know, they might not even be in the top 10 if they hadn't had him for earlier in the season when they had to really heavily re- rely up, upon him. I think it's been good for him and the team overall just to add some other firepower so that you're not asking him to do everything and do as much as he did earlier in the season. He's never been a guy who's played at, you know, heavy minutes even though he's been a starter for most or all of his career. He hasn't it's not like he's averaged 35-37 minutes a game. He's usually like in the high 20s or low 30s going back to the previous teams that he played for with Toronto and uh, Memphis. So, um as as much as he's been as much as he's done a been valuable and was huge earlier in the season, um he's still been very productive and but it's it's nice to uh put him in, you know, kind of more of a comfortable role when, you, when you're at full strength or close to full strength.
1: Have we seen enough of Jackson Hayes at the four spot to to think that he's a four moving forward in his career, or is he going to continue to be a swing guy?
3: Yeah, I think the evidence is pretty overwhelming right now that it would be hard to make the case of having him go back to the five spot. He's played so well at the four, and he, he's had the, you know, not only – several of the best games of his career, but the the best overall stretch that he's had going back, you know, over a month or so since he was moved into that position. Um, When the team, as I keep saying, when they've been closer to full strength, they've had really good results with him as a starter at at the four spot. So um, I'm pretty sold. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure most fans are as well, but I'm pretty convinced that this is the way that he uh, is best, going to be utilized and he's taking advantage of the position change but i also think not just the position change but he's in year three and sometimes for, for players it clicks at a certain point it, it comes at different times for different players but for him um the second half of the season and actually even going back further than just after the all-star break but before the all-star break he's played so well and i think he's kind of um convinced Carried over some of the energy that he, he usually plays with, he's out, He's been more consistent to me, energy-wise, where you, you, he brings the same, you know, energy every single game. But he's also turning that into results too, in terms of you know how much more he's scored and his rebound, He's gotten better as well. So, um, happy to see. I mean, there's a bunch of different positive developments if you look at the big picture of the team. But I think that's definitely near the top of the list. The way that he's been able to progress from having losing really the backup center spot early in the season to where he was getting dmp's to now he's been one of the one of the real positives of the last you know month plus of the of the regular season
1: plus it does provide minutes for Billy Hernan Gomez and he's automatic when you put him on the floor he's going to get you 10 to 12 points and get you 5 to 7 rebounds it's not going to be anything flashy he's just going to give you some productivity maybe not as proficient on the defensive end but He's a solid traditional five as a backup to Valanciunas.
3: Yeah, it's funny when you – sometimes he's gotten to the point where he's played so well for such a long stretch that you kind of take it for granted and forget. He had a game recently where he only played a few minutes, but if you look at his stats from the other games, pretty much every single game where he plays, say, 15, 20 minutes or more than that, like you said, you know exactly where you're going to get from him. It's incredible how productive he is. Um, and consistent with that, even when he doesn't, he doesn't need to play a ton of minutes to to make a bunch of contributions that help the team win. So it's he's been big, and I mean, there's not that many teams in the league. So there's a lot of teams that look at their backup center as maybe they're almost phasing that position out because a lot of teams don't even play centers or fives anymore. So it's a, it's definitely a nice luxury to have that you can bring somebody off the bench at the five spot that can do what Billy has done so far this year. And really what he's done, he did the same thing last year when he was called upon. He was always ready to contribute and did, has done a really good job.
1: Well, writer Jim, I can offer with us. And of course, C.J. McCollum has been everything you hoped he would be. Uh, he's been a scorer. He's been a distributor. He's gotten some rebounds and he's been a leader and he's assimilated very quickly and and very decisively with regard to the to the way this team is made up and and the way they they function together. He seems to fit in extremely well.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I was very uh, publicly effusive of my praise of him when they made the trade for him. I was extremely excited about that pickup, probably as excited as I've been about a player being added to the team, especially in season, since in the entire time that I've been here. But just like with Valanciunas, I mean, I expected – a lot from C.J., but he's really surpassed what I thought he was going to be able to do, which was is saying a lot because I, I've seen, watched him play throughout his time in Portland. Obviously, the are in the same conference as the Trailblazers and this entire time that he's been in the league. So we've seen him frequently have some big games against New Orleans. Um, but, I mean, he he was at, or I'm not sure what he's averaging now, but I, I remember at one point he was averaging about 26, 27 points a game, and which is, you know, pretty close to elite in terms of the league overall. I'm disappointed that the team has, has dipped lately, wins and losses wise lately, because I feel like there was really a lot of momentum as far as people realizing how big of an impact that he's made and how well he's played in New Orleans. But obviously um, you get a lot more recognition for your play when the team is winning.
2: And unfortunately,
3: um, right before Brandon Ingram was sidelined with the hamstring injury that he has, right now and then subsequently cj went out with uh he had covid and he was in health and safety protocols but right before those two guys went out i felt like the pelicans were playing the best they played all season and they were really doing a lot of damage and beating teams by big margins and on a nice winning streak um where they beat phoenix and the lakers coming out of the break and just really honestly embarrassed the lakers the way that that game went but uh I, I was hoping, I mean, I'm sure everyone was hoping to see that, that continued, but, you know, the the injuries, the stuff that's out of your control has really short circuited that momentum. But I, I think everyone is excited to see when they can get Brandon Ingram back now. Um, hopefully the team, you know, you don't expect the team to play as well as they were playing throughout the entire season where they're winning, they won four games in a row by an average of 27, 28 points. But, I mean, I think everybody wants to see that the version of that team back on the floor together to see if they can get back to, to winning at the rate that they were. And, and like I said, having people across the country and across the NBA notice you know, just how great CJ's been since they made the trade for him.
1: Looking at the rest of the schedule, I mentioned San Antonio twice, Portland twice, the Lakers twice still as well. Of course, you've got the Clippers and the Kings Memphis in there close out with Golden State. Uh, Chicago's in there is a really good team. The Hornets, who just spanked the, the Pelicans here. Uh, it's not an easy road, but to get that 10 spot, I mean, the way I'm looking at it, it's not going to take a lot because I, I just don't think Portland's all that good, and I don't think San Antonio's that good. And, you know, if the Pelicans can play like 500-type basketball, I think that's enough.
3: Yeah, I think you're probably right. And I think another factor behind this is is you do wonder a little bit about how much motivation some of the other teams have as far as it's different. than the To me, the Pelicans are looking at the, the whole season, the goal has been to make the playoffs. And obviously, you can't make the playoffs until you get into the play-in tournament. So it's a huge priority here for Portland to be able to finish in the top ten and extend their season. Whereas Portland, to me, right now is in development mode as far as they're putting a lot of their younger guys on the court. They've kind of sat down some of their uh, veteran players that helped them be more competitive. With they've some of those guys have gotten injured. Um, the Spurs, I think, also have felt a little bit like they're in development mode. With they've had a game recently where they rested guys in a back to back, which is not something that you're going to do if you really feel like you're making every single push to to make the play in tournament the way that the Pelicans are. So um, those are all factors, but I think you're right in terms of. It's, it probably isn't going to take a ton of wins of the 13 games they have left. I don't think you're going to have to go, you know, something preposterous like 11 and two or 10 and three. But I also think um, they don't want to, you know, back into the playing tournament or back into the postseason and with you know mediocre finish because the uh, ultimately the goal isn't to just you know squeak into the playing tournament and then and then go out or you know get through the playing tournament and then get knocked out of the playoffs quickly in the first round. Um, you'd probably be playing Phoenix right now, um, which will be extremely tough. Obviously, as we saw what happened in the game last night. But at the same time, um, as I've said a bunch of times already, they they weren't full strength, and I'm curious to see how they do at full strength. So um, you want to finish the regular season strong. I think the good thing is though is um, I like the fact that as you mentioned, they have so many games of the last 13 they have. So many games against the teams that they're vying with in the standings. So if you if you don't make the playing tournament, it's not going to be because you know you had a great close, but you didn't get the help that you needed on the scoreboard. It's totally up to you whether you make it or not. Um, they have a stretch at the end of March and the beginning of April where they play four consecutive games against um, the Spurs, two against the Lakers, and one against Portland. So I mean, there's stretches coming up where. As much as we enjoy watching the scoreboard, and I'll be doing that again later tonight with a bunch of different games Mm -hmm. that are relevant to the Pelicans, it it is nice to to know that they can just win the games that are in front of them and and they should be in good shape if they're able to win a majority of these head-to-head games against teams like Portland, the Lakers, and the Spurs.
1: Follow him on Twitter at Jim underscore Eichenhofer. Of course, read his excellent work. Through the Pelicans, Pelicans Pelicans.com. Jim, listen, we appreciate the time. Looking forward to see what happens here over these final thirteen games.
3: Thanks, Ken. Always good talking to you, and hopefully, when I the next time I check in with you, uh, things will be looking up, and they'll be maybe in play in the playing tournament or in good position to make it.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It'd be nice to have these guys on the floor. And that's the biggest thing. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Brief time out here. Two six zero one zero six zero one. Back in just a moment with more of all access for Wednesday night. On 1061FM, Nash icon, and at NashFM1061.com.
6: Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make $200 to $300 this Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside
4: app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME.
0: That Victims of Hurricane Ida. As I travel throughout Louisiana, I see many of you with blue tarps
1: still on your homes and businesses. And I ask myself, is it the high hurricane deductibles or are you just having trouble settling your claim with your insurance company? What if I told you that Hon Roofing had a way to possibly help you settle that claim and maybe we can get some help with that deductible. So call Hon Roofing today,
5: 504-737-2228. That's 504-737-2228. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care has got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Just waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you.
4: Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms. Changing this (coughs) into this. Night will severe the nighttime stifling sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever. Best sleep with a cold. Medicine uses directed.
5: This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo.
4: I feel like I'm being haunted by a pair of headphones. Everywhere I go is a creepy ad for headphones. I looked at one time. I hate that feeling like I'm being watched. I downloaded DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified.
5: This is Josh Danzig with Where Yet Magazine and WhereYet.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Like live theater, take the family out this weekend to see Shrek the Musical Jr. live at the Performing Arts Center in Jefferson Parish through Sunday. Crawfish lovers, head to the 46th Annual Louisiana Crawfish Festival starting this Thursday with live music from Category 6 and more. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to Wariat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the March issue of Wariat Magazine in locations all over town.
6: Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
5: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com.
0: This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260 1061 Now back to Ken Trahan on 106.1 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. A
1: couple of first four games going on tonight after we saw two last night. Right now it's Wright State 46, Bryant 44 just underway in the second half. Wright State 46-44 over Bryant. The other first four game to be played later, no name and Rutgers for the right to move on to March Madness. Did I fill out my bracket? Yes, I did. I filled out my March Madness bracket. Okay, so there's that. And if you're looking for upsets, I picked Memphis at 9 over Boise State in 8. Gee, that's not big, right? But I did. And looking at some of the others that I may have picked lower seeds in, I picked Michigan the 11 over number 6. Colorado State in the opening round, I picked 9, TC over 8. Seton Hall in the opening round. And then I picked Indiana, which won a game last night over St. Mary's. That's a 12 over a 5. So there's that. also picked the 11, Virginia Tech, over the number 6, Texas. And then looking at the final side of my bracket, I picked Miami at 10 over number 7, USC. And I picked number 9, Creighton, over number 8, San Diego State. So there was my lower seeds that i picked to win in the opening round. All others I would go with would be considered favorites as the higher seeds, including LSU. I think they'll beat Iowa State. You just never know how they're going to react without Will Wade, but my guess is they've got bigger fish to fry and that they'll show up and play well. Back with a final word in a moment as we continue here on 106.1 FM, NASH Icon and at NASHFM1061.com. Next on the Luge, James Cooper. James, you can't lose. I didn't think I could get a credit
5: card either, but Credit Karma showed me cards that I'm most likely to get approved for. That's Karma Confidence.
6: I got a card too, James. Members who shop on Credit Karma get approved 66% more. That doesn't mean you can lose.
0: Lose it or lose it, baby.
7: Karma Confidence. Great for credit cards. Not so great for the luge. Member approval rates in 2021, 66% higher than 2020 CFPB National Average. Approval not guaranteed.
6: Look at this. J.D. Power awarded Cricket number one customer service and purchase experience in the MVNO segment. Huh. Award winning service has a nice ring to it. Say it again. Award winning service. (laughs) Again.
3: Hear ye, hear ye.
6: Announcing two more reasons to switch to Cricket and their award winning service. Wow. It does have a nice ring to it. Switch and see for yourself. For J.D. Power 2022 Wireless Customer Care and Purchase Experience Mobile Network Operator Performance Studies Award Information, visit jdpower.com slash award. Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earned Kohl's cash? Here's to longer days and more time to save. Select styles. 15% offer ends March 20th. Pearly Champion Adidas coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or for details. Recently, Total Wireless helped Garrett Dvorak throw a virtual baby shower for his wife, Ellie. Just to see everyone's
5: expressions, I don't have words
6: for it. Because when you move to Total Wireless, you can get amazing devices on 5G. And with unlimited plans starting at $25 a month per line for four lines, you could save up to $80 per month. Total Wireless, you guys pulled through. Total Wireless, do amazing. 5G-capable device and SIM required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Savings claim made when compared to four-line postpaid plans of the leading carrier for 2021. See terms and conditions at TotalWireless.com. Do you love your dogs and cats? Well, we do too. We're Low Cost Animal Medical Center, and we're a nonprofit veterinary clinic on Washington Avenue between Earhart and Broad, providing the quality care your dogs and cats deserve with savings of up to 70%. This includes low-cost wellness visits with annual shots and tags, low-cost dentals, and low-cost spay and neutering. So log on to lowcostanimal.org and see our 4.8 star ratings on Facebook and Google or call us at 444-1124.
5: Since 1933, Yeo College Inn has been one of New Orleans' favorite restaurants. From Louisiana seafood to farm fresh vegetables, you are sure to have a great meal. Located on the corner of Carrollton and Earhart, next door to the world famous Rocket Bowl, it's one stop dine and rock every Tuesday through Saturday starting at 4 p.m. Enjoy dinner at Yeo College Inn and party at the Rocket Bowl. New Orleans One Stop Dine and Rock.
6: I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years.
7: I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea.
6: At first, I thought it was what I was eating.
7: I kept thinking it was stomach issues.
6: So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It It was was actually actually
7: EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food.
6: It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools.
7: And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease.
6: So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening.
7: But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask,
6: Could could I I have have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie.
0: Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon at nashfm1061.com and through crescentcitysports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. As we
1: close it out tonight, college baseball, Tulane and Nichols are underway tonight. Last night, though, significant, two significant games to mention. Southeastern Louisiana beat Ole Miss in Hammond at Pat Kennelly-Diamond 5-1. Southeastern beat the number one team in the nation last night. That's pretty special. Great win
0: for Matt Riser's team. And then LSU beat Tulane 7-5. That's always.